Welcome to Cross the World with Kelly Miller, where we take you behind the curtain to see what it's like for some of the most impoverished children and families on the face of the planet, and how we can help transform their lives from deepest need to thriving joy. I'm your host, Kelly Miller, the president and CEO of Cross International. And I'm Chris McIntyre, co-host of Cross the World. This is episode eight, and uh, good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Chris. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm doing great. You know, and and it really is morning. You know, one one of the beauties of a podcast is that our listeners can choose to listen at their leisure, right. you know, at any time. But for us, it, it, you know, recording this, it's morning, and you know, I have my coffee cup here, and I'm still fueling myself <laughs> with caffeine. But um, our, our last episode, we explored the power of partnership, and, and for this episode, we thought we would uh, continue our uh, Power Word series with the power of touch. And by, by that, um, we mean human connection, the, the, the need for physical contact. And Kelly, I, I know that you have a, a unique perspective on this, because uh, um, isn't it true that, uh, that, that the ones who reach out and and have the most difficulty connecting are the ones who are the most vulnerable in our society, you know, the poor, the disenfranchised. Isn't that true? Well, you know, it's often the case, and mm-hmm. for a whole variety of reasons, you know, and, and people might think, you know, touch, you know, and, and part, you're right, I mean, part of our power series, the power of touch. What in the heck does that have to do with international development work, Christian yeah. international development work, you know? And, and right. you know, there's some really amazing ties between... Uh, what we term the, the power of touch, the ability of, of touch, and, and how we connect uh, emotionally with mm-hmm. people around us, right? Mm-hmm. And particularly uh, as we look at the world around us and, and those who are, as you said, disenfranchised, the, the, uh, those that are impoverished and vulnerable. And in particular, when we look way around the world, right. those countries and cultures that we just don't know. Uh, right? Exactly. Right. So that's what this is all about, this discussion. It's just what, what are the bridges? How do we build bridges into that? Uh, both emotionally, but also tangibly for that. So it's going to be fun to explore it. You know, we get a chance in these podcasts to talk about our mm-hmm. experiences. You do, I do, and it's fun, right? right? And, and right. we're hoping that it connects <laughs> with, with listeners in some way, shape, or form. And um, again, this topic of, of the power of touch for me uh, in, you know, pushing 30 years in, in this ministry work um, has been foundational, mm-hmm. you know? Not just for me personally, but but just how I envision, and we go, and now we as an organization here across the national envision going about work, and I'll, and I'll start in a minute with the story mm-hmm. about touch that 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 really was a catalyst for me, you know. But let me give it an aha. Okay, it's kind of a fun thing, you know, that if you hug a person for ten seconds or more. That, that, that feel-good home, home, hormone, <laughs> oxytocin, is released. Right. It creates a stronger bond and a connection between the huggers, you know. And it's shown, you know, oxy, oxytocin is shown to boost the immune system and reduce stress in our bodies. A whole variety of benefits from that, you know. But again, just that, that ability to hug somebody and hug them for a while. Our brains are affected and our mm-hmm. bodies are affected by that, right? And, uh, again, you might not make that connection to international development work, but let's talk a little bit about that. Um, especially here we are uh, uh, two years post uh, the start of the COVID uh, pandemic. 
Right. right? That and, that really affected the way that we interact didn't with it? each yeah. other. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was a very real, tangible effect. You know, gosh, you couldn't physically be around people, let alone shake their hands, put <laughs> exactly. your arm around them, give them a hug, you know, whatever. And and that's a very real uh, scenario that we all have lived through and, and such. And I think most people, not all people, long for that sense of human connectedness mm-hmm. and, and touch. Um, let me tell you a story that happened with me many years ago. It was back in the 1990s. Um, Actually, it was 1990s. What it was. I'm thinking about the years. Um, I'm I'm traveling. I'm I'm with a group of people. We're we're visiting Christian ministry work in in developing countries. Where then in um, India, we're in Calcutta, and we had just a very unique opportunity to to be with the missionaries of charity, uh, Mother Teresa's group, and actually met mother Teresa, we had a wonderful time oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. talking with her and, and such but uh we could volunteer at the various uh ministry centers that 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 missionaries of charities had around the city of Cal- calcutta at the time and one of them was at a um, place called kaligat which many of our okay. listeners, you know, may know of if, if you've ever studied uh, Mother Teresa and the work in Calcutta. It's one of their famous uh, places of ministry, and it's a really interesting dyna- dynamic because, as I think as we've talked about in prior podcasts, pro- pro- that uh, Kaligat was an old Hindu temple mm-hmm. that the city government of Calcutta, who just were so thankful for the Christian outreach that Mother Teresa and her sisters were having, that they gave. This this uh, old uh, what was a Hindu temple to this Christian organization, and said, "Please continue continue the work that you're doing, reaching them just the most destitute people on the face of the planet," which they would do every day. They'd go around the city and and they would find uh, people that are just literally on their last uh, legs, uh, close to dying, and they would oftentimes, I mean kind of graphic, they would literally roll their bodies into a burlap sack and two of the sisters would carry them because they were so light and, and usually usually emaciated to Kaligat. And there they would be nursed and cared for. And this is where if you wanted to be a volunteer, one of the places you go work. And so here I am, uh, a, a newbie uh, to all of this uh, 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 uh culture of, of people in poverty and such. This, again, this is 1990. I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years old. My first real trip abroad is before uh, beginning this work. So this is the place I chose to work that day. And um, went to Kaligat, and it was, it's just one of those places where you, you walk in, and, and the, 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 the nun who was there was just this ton of energy and and passion about work, just grabs you by the shoulder and says, come on over, I want you to do this. And this, for me, happened to be sitting with a man who they had brought in off the streets uh, earlier that, that day. And he was lying on a mat on the floor, maybe two or three inches off the floor. And my job, he had been cleaned up. My job was to feed him. And I remember sitting, I was on my rear end with my legs crossed, you know, uh, uh, in front of me. And I had his head cradled in my lap, if, if that makes sense. So he's, he's, his body is moving away from me and I'm up, and I'm uh, near the top of his head. His head's created on my lap. And um, I remember grabbing uh, literally pieces of rice from a bowl and 
and feeding them into his mouth and, and a few more pieces at a time. And, and he would just kind of nod it and swallow. And he's looking up at me and I'm looking down at him and, and just this human connectedness, you know, as I'm holding his head and his, you could just see the, the sense of thanks in his eyes, right? I don't say it to pat myself on the back in any way, shape, no, or form. No, but that, there's, it was this moment of sweetness, of, uh-huh. of human connectedness. And for me, it was so powerful. It's like, my goodness, um, this person is God's creation, just like I am. It wasn't me doing anything to him. It was, it was more God humbling me in, inside and saying, look, he, this guy is, is, is equal in my eyes as you are, Kelly. And, and this is what I, I mean for you all is to be in relation with each other, right? And it was that connecting of touch for me. And, and it was just one of those moments, you know, one of those yeah. catalytic moments yeah. where you kind of go, wow, okay, Lord, you know, what are you teaching me here? And, and so thankful to be able to, to participate a little bit in this man's life before he, uh, unfortunately, he died. And it's stayed with you all these years, oh, hasn't yeah. it? Oh, it's, yeah. it's been foundational. It's been foundational. So, so that that that's one of those things where you know when we when we think about the emotional barriers that are created between us as human beings, which translates out into our actions and activities as human beings and how we express ourselves. Touch is one of those barrier breakers, right? It really is. It's a barrier breaker. When you're when you're willing to step over that emotional wall and connect with somebody, man, those barriers start to come down. And you just you just think about um, um, again the span of the Bible and, and 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 you know I know I'm simplifying things here, but much in the Old Testament talked about uncleanness and 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 don't touch and and such. Not all of it, but but certainly uh, uh, enough stories of historical. Um, mores and sure. perceptions and, mm-hmm. and, and, and barriers that were there. And so much of the New Testament, right? The life of Jesus, um, uh, the expressions of Paul and the writers of, of the Gospels are, are around touch, right? And you, you think of, of, of Mary you know, bathing Jesus' feet, mm-hmm. you know, and what a, a sign of both humility and, re- and respect that, that showed and reverence to our Lord. You think of, of, of the woman reaching out and touches, touching Jesus's cloak. If, if I can only touch him, right. You think of, 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 of Jesus reaching out and, and touching the man with leprosy. Touch me and I'll be clean. Just that sense of, of faith, you know, and, and Jesus does and he's healed. Right. And then, you know, the one that we always love talking about, and I know many of our listeners is just that prodigal son, you know, and, this emotional barrier the son had about could I ever, ever go back to my father and be accepted for all the things that I've done. I have, I have shunned him. I have ruined uh, uh, the inheritance that he worked so hard to give to me. I have, I have built what I believe are barriers with my father. Would he ever accept me? If I chose to go home in the destitute state, and of course, you know, he makes his way home, and his father would as what? Oh, he he opens up his arms and he he embraces him. Right, he runs to him and he hugs him. Right, right. exactly. And he says, "I love you. You're home, my son. You're home, my child, son or daughter." I mean, it's it's that sense of that's that's what God that's who God is for us. That's what God desires for us in 
in relationships as human beings. I, I think there's a reason that that all of these uh, stories they they it, it means so much to us. Okay. Uh, it, it's it, it's it's apocryphal, right? It really does. And and so as as we look at those situations in our individual lives and think through. What are our emotional barriers? What is mm-hmm. what's stopping us from engaging people with this? And I'm not, you know, we we talked about this before. This we 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 this topic for the the broadcast. Well, the power of touch wouldn't that sound kind of weird to our listeners? <laughs> yeah. You know, and and we don't mean that at all. It's not the intent or the directions. It really is this sense of human connectedness. But let's bring it back to what does that mean for our work? This ministry right. work, right in, right, in the international realm, and, and again, um, uh, you know, the verses that you and I talked about yesterday, you know, in in, in Mark ten, where you know, where people, the parents are bringing their children to Jesus, right, mm-hmm. and not just Pharisees, but the disciples. The disciples are keeping the kids away, right, and Jesus says, "No, no, no, let the little children come to me. Let me touch, right." Right and 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 to the 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 topic that we talked about yesterday is like look we we again we can create um, mental and emotional barriers in terms of who is worthy, who is right, you know who has value you know and, and such, and I think that's the grand principle there, and, and this is where for those of us in the West that that have. Um, uh, resources and a relatively comfortable life, and and we look at the world around us, and as we've talked about in our prior podcast, and we will in future podcasts, you know, we we can develop the those people thinking, right? And why would I care about somebody in um, an underdeveloped country who I know nothing about, let alone who they are? And and again, this is the sense of of our ability to break through our own emotional barriers, touch being one of those critical leverage points for us to start to open up more our hearts and our minds, right? right, To engage and uh-huh. connect. Uh-huh. And that's the point of this. Right? Yes. That's the point yes. of what we do. You know, sharing Christ's love through that engagement and connectedness. And we can tell just one more story that's more recent. Uh, just literally just a couple of, of months ago, um, I was in Guatemala visiting our uh, programs and our project partners there and I know you know uh, this project. I'm not going to say the name right now, uh, just because of sensitivities. But in the news, here we are in early 2023, mm-hmm. and has been for the last uh, few years has been the border crisis here in the United States of America, right? Our southern border crisis. And a few months ago, if you remember in the news, there was a pretty prominent news story of a shipping container that had crossed the border into the U.S. and was opened up. And, and there were quite a number of people that had died in that container right. in transit, but there were some that survived that story, that, that, that reality. I'm sorry. So here I am. I'm, I'm in Guatemala. I'm in um, um, uh, what we call a safe house for mm-hmm. women and children who are fleeing uh, domestic abuse. And we're not, we're not talking many. We're talking maybe... Um, well, 30 or so women and, and their children. Uh-huh. Not a lot of people, but a lot for the, the small house <laughs> that they're in, right? Right, right? And we had time to meet them. And um, one of the, well, let me back up. 
let's go back to the newscast, right? These things that we see on the news, that we hear on the news, that we read about in the news, mm-hmm. can be so distant from us, right? And you can read about that container. People can go, wow, okay, well, there's another story about the border. There's another story about people in poverty. There's another story of you know, fill in the blank. How do we want to think about that and emotionally respond to that? Right. So here I am. I'm in Guatemala, and I'm, I'm with these folks, um, and I'm meeting uh, the moms and their children. And one of the moms there was, and her children, were in that, in that container. Oh, my gosh. Right? And had come back into Guatemala and were now being kept and held, and not held, but, but in a safe environment for them, right? And I had a chance to do what? I had a chance to hug that mother, <laughs> you know, and her kids while we were talking. I'm hearing their story. She became very real to me that moment. She was no longer a news story. She was no longer um, somebody who was in a piece of tin, piece of metal, trying to cross a border. She became a very real human being, as did her children. Suddenly became real, just real to you. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, it was just that that sense, being able to hug her and just go, wow, this is is the A person, who you and I and those that partner with us at Crossing Edge, we are privileged to be able to, to, to be a part of this woman's life today and help her thrive, help her children thrive today. And we hope for a long future, right? And these are the type of, of connections that are so important as you're listening to this podcast. You know, I, 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 Chris and I, we hope that, that, that you're reflecting inside like we try to do every day. Lord, how do you want me to connect people how do you want me to break through the the emotional mental barriers i've got so that i can connect god's love with people and uh, we hope that that this uh this story these stories that chris and i've been telling have have uh, reached your head and your heart and um, that god's going to stir change in your life matter of fact we'd love to hear from you so if you have thoughts about this podcast or others, please reach out to us. And Chris, do you remember the email that we're asking people Absolutely. to send to? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's podcast at crossinternational.org. Podcast at crossinternational.org. Great. So, you know, I, listen, I, I am so thankful we get a chance to, to talk about these topics um, and that people are interested to hear them because these are real uh, for all of us. Even those of us that get to do this work every day, it's still a challenge. Right? Lord, how are you stirring me to connect with those who are in a situation that, that, that you can use me, you can use us as an organization to share your love, to share your resources, to help people with the deepest need to thrive and joy. That's what it's about, isn't it? Sure is. God bless you. If you'd like to learn more about Cross International and make a difference in the lives of vulnerable children and their family members, visit our website at crossinternational.org. See you next time at Cross the World with Kelly Miller.